Welcome to the Ladies Power Lunch Podcast with Dr. Davia Shepard, a resource for women in business, presenting a wide range of topics exploring professional growth and personal development. And now, Dr. Davia Shepard. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ladies Power Lunch. I'm so excited today because we're starting a whole new series in our interviews. And this series is looking at success in any season. This year, 2020, has been a little challenging for some of us, more challenging than others. And I would say that it's a perfect opportunity for us to start talking about things that have happened to us in the past, things that we have gotten beyond, things that we have succeeded with, so that we can remind ourselves that this is not the first time that we have ever faced adversity and that success can be had no matter what's going on on the outside. I'm excited because today I have with me Jen Grace and she is going to share with us her success story success in spite of the odds. I'm excited that Jen's here for a couple of reasons. One, she's a brand new member of our Ladies Power Lunch group. So let's give her a round of applause for joining us. Really excited to have you here. And Jen, would you please share with our audience, who are you and what do you do? I love the the broad question. So I am Jen Grace, as you said. I am here local in the Hartford area, which is always fun when I'm connecting with other, especially ladies in the, in the Hartford region. And I have a publishing company called Publish Your Purpose Press, and we focus on telling stories, mostly of underrepresented communities and groups that are nonfiction or memoirs. So, you know, and it's, we do kind of the whole process. I can, you know, coach people through the process. We can do the entire publishing process. We have programs. We have a lot of different ways, but at the end of the day, my whole purpose and mission is really how do I amplify and elevate the voices of others? And so, you know, sometimes those voices are coming from very marginalized backgrounds and sometimes they're, they're facing a huge onslaught of adversities in their lives, but yet they're using that story for the greater good and to help and empower other people and their readers, which is just super inspiring. I love that. I have a question for you. Do you have an actual press? Yes. You do? Yes, we do, we do all the things. Yes, we do all, like from the, from the editing to the layout, to the printing, to the distribution, all of the things. Excellent. This is very good information to have. So there may be an opportunity for some collaborations because as you know, I am self-styled queen of collaboration. So there's always an opportunity to find ways to work together. So you tell stories you are help your clients to tell stories about the things that have gone not so well in their lives and how this can empower the communities that they're in or the communities that read their books. And, you know, I, one of our members, she said once at one of our meetings, how dare you not tell your story? Mm. Because there are people out there who are losing sleep at night because they're going through something very similar to what you've gone through and hearing your story might be the one thing that actually helps them through this tough time. So it's really great that you're helping people to tell their stories. How did you get into this area of business? So 
It's a great question. And it's not a linear path as many like things to be, but you know, we're entrepreneurial. We know that linear really doesn't exist when you're an entrepreneur. But for me, I started off as a consultant and in my consulting work, I wrote four, I had written three books at the time and everybody that I knew was like, well, how did you, how did you know how to publish your book? How did you know what to write? How, like it was all these, how did you know, enter any question here. And after having those questions so often, this goes back to 2012, um, just I, I got them so often that in 2015, I was like, all right, I'm tired of the questions. I'm going to find a way to put us all together and I'm going to teach you all of the things that I know to help you get your book done. And that was in 2015. So fast forward, I run this program a bunch of times all through 2015 into 2016. And then I had a number of authors that just were like, I know that you are showing me how to do this, but can I just pay you to do it for me instead? And I was like, well, that wasn't exactly my plan. Cause I was thinking like, I'm going to, I'm going to create this online program. It's going to be a scalable business. I had all of these visions. And then overnight in, in August of 2016, I was like, well, now I have a publishing company. And so I just kind of organically figured out all of the, the nuts and bolts of running a publishing company, which are very different than writing and publishing your own, your one singular book from a self-published standpoint. And, you know, there's a lot of things in hindsight I kind of wish I had known. And there's also a lot of things in hindsight that if I had known, I might not have done what I did. And, you know, but at the end of the day, I just, I love what I do because I get to talk to different people and I get to be like a sleuth and trying to like help uncover what their story is because what you tell someone on the surface, your story is, but what the reality of your story actually is a lot of times those aren't exactly the same. And so I like to dig deep and like really get people thinking about what their story is and how it connects the dots and helps other people. Because what you kind of just alluded to is that sometimes you have to hear that you have to hear the story from a hundred different places. So just because someone else has already shared what feels like your story, that doesn't mean that your story is not worthy of being told. It re what it really means is that your voice versus my voice, like just the two of us right here, someone might resonate with you more than me or vice versa. And we might have the exact same story to tell. And that's really kind of the power of being an author and the power of connecting with your readers is that you never know who that reader is really going to connect with based on whatever number of variables. So to me, there's just, there's more stories to be told in this world than I think um, people realize. I think a lot of people have self-doubts, they have limiting beliefs, they have all these, all this baggage comes up of, you know, I'm not worthy enough to share my story. No one cares what I have to say or no one cares what I went through. And the reality is, I think, exactly opposite of that. That's really, really wonderful. It really ties in with what I believe to be absolutely true. So why did you say yes to being on our show today? I love what you're up to. Like I just, and I feel like you popped up on my radar anywhere out of the clear blue. Like it just all of a sudden it was like, boom, you're everywhere. And I was like, oh, what, like, what, what are you up to? What is your, your community up to and the group up to? So I've been a little bit of a voyeur in the group as of late, just kind of observing. And there's a lot of, you know, people that I know that are in there. I was like, oh, she's in here. Oh, she's in here. So um, when I saw the opportunity to have a conversation, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm always up for, for chatting about things that are inspiring and helpful to others. So you have a lot of stories that you could tell about going from a situation that's less than ideal to being successful. And these are the stories that I really, really believe that we need to be hearing right now to encourage us that, yes, this is a tough time, but there is another side of this and that we will get through it. So what's the story that you would like to share with us today? You know, 
There are so many stories I could share. I've written six books. It's like at least that many stories that I could share. But I think in the vein of kind of what your, you know, like successes and, and things like that, if I go back to the early part of my career and how I got into consulting to begin with, it is because I had a really terrible work experience with an employer that was very discriminatory. And to me, that was like one of those, I guess like the lower point in my, mind you, I was probably in my early 20s at the time. So it was a while ago. But I remember it so vividly because I would go to work and just, it was a very hostile work environment, a very intolerant work environment. There were homophobic slurs just thrown out every which way at all times. And I just didn't feel safe or comfortable in the workplace that I was in. And so I think that was my first, there's probably other personal experiences before that, but my first career experience where I realized that I had the power to do something differently. And so I tried for a couple of years at this particular employer, I tried to create a more culture of inclusion and I failed miserably because the, the company, the organization just wasn't there yet. And so I left that to then go teach and train other companies about how they could be more inclusive. And that's kind of what led to my consulting business, which led to my books, which led to my publishing company. So while on the surface, it doesn't seem linear, it really does kind of all like make perfect sense when you hear the full story of it. But I share that one in particular because I feel like a lot of times we have experiences in our lives, whether we have a really crappy boss or we're in a environment where we don't feel safe or we've had some kind of situation where we maybe it's domestic violence from a partner, or maybe we've gone through some kind of health crisis or any number of these different things that we have personally gone through. It's, it's using that story and that adversity and that really crappy experience to find some kind of bright spot on the other side of all of it. Because I think I often talk about like hope, you know, like when, when there's still hope, truly anything is possible. Like you can do anything when you have hope, but when you lose that, that hope, even if it's just a little bit, once that, you know, once that candle goes out and that there's just all darkness, that's where people I think really start to spiral. And I try to get people, encourage people to look at it as like, well, yes, your situation might be bleak. It might feel like there is absolutely no way out. And I write about this extensively in my memoir that came out in September. You know, like when you think that there's literally no other hope and no solution, there's still something there. And I think finding other people's stories can help people connect those dots. And it doesn't have to be in the written format. It could just be you and I having this conversation and all of the important work that you're doing by getting people to kind of reveal some of their stories of adversity or some situations that, you know, weren't great, but now there's success on the other side. We never know who's actually watching that conversation to be able to connect the dots for them to be like, oh shit, like if she can do it, like I have hope again, I found hope again. And so I think that that's kind of why just really trying to use, like it's like, remember like Lifetime movies, I swear there was one in like the nineties uh, from homeless to Harvard. So like, yes, it's yes. literally like, like, obviously that's a very extreme example, but I think we all have like micro versions of that within our own stories. And I think a lot of times we just allow our story to, to control us and to rule us when the reality is that we do have a lot more control over it than we might realize in the moment, just because it seems so bleak and hopeless. I absolutely love that. And I do actually remember that movie from homeless to Harvard. And I think it was a, based on a true story and all of that fun stuff. So it's really good to see and uplifting even to see stories like that being told even in mass media 
so that people can know that even if you find yourself in the bleakest appearing situation, there is always, always, always a way out. And there is a school of thought that sometimes the bleak situations that we find ourselves in are actually opportunities. They are actually a vehicle for us to create big change. And I think that that's what's happened with your story where you were, I'm sure, not enjoying being discriminated against. That, that doesn't sound like a ton of fun, but at the same time, it's allowed you to go on to create something so much bigger and so much better and so much more helpful for the community at large. So in a way, perhaps if your story had been different and a little bit smoother, maybe we wouldn't be at this point now. I fully agree. I think some of the most resilient and gritty people have just been through a lot of stuff and they've learned how to adapt and kind of create different ways of, of going about things. And you know, what's really interesting is that I published my memoir in September and it's called House on Fire. And it's all about resiliency and hope and finding purpose amongst very, very, very hard situations. So I'm just scratching the surface in terms of, you know, I give you a little, a little piece of uh, a lot of kind of what's gone on. But what's also kind of beautiful when you share your story, again, it doesn't have to be in a written format. It could also be in the spoken word. It could be, you know, it could, it could be a poetry slam at a coffee shop that has like three people. It doesn't matter how many people hear it or in what venue. It There's something- be just sitting, having a conversation with a friend. Exactly. It's so healing and cathartic. Yeah. So I think that that is a whole other piece of it. So in publishing my memoir, what I was really surprised by is A, the number of family members who've read it, and B, the amount of support from said family members. Like I really was so nervous about putting it out there. And any family member who has read it and has said something to me about it has been wrapped with like love and generosity in what they're saying. And I wasn't expecting that. And so again, thinking about other people's stories, like, you know, what is your story like, what is that thing that you need to kind of like free yourself or unburden yourself from? And how healing and cathartic will it be once you do that? Because at first it feels really freaking scary. Like you're like, oh my God, I can't do this. But once you start to do it, you start to get that positive reinforcement of, okay, this was the right decision for me. So I think if, if you know, if someone's watching this and you're just kind of struggling with whatever might be beneath that you're just not fully comfortable kind of expressing to others, just remember that when you do that, it makes you more human, it makes you more vulnerable, and it helps you connect with people in a much, much deeper way. And it's also really healing by just having your story heard by others. So if you are thinking about somebody who might right now be going through a tough time and who might be watching us today and list, or listening to us on our podcast, what would you say to them that it was that actually helped you the most through your difficult time? Oh, it's such a good question. You know, I feel like it's a little bit hard to answer, but for me, since I was a teen going back like really early, I just have always known that A, everything happens for a reason, mm -hmm. and B, I am here for a greater purpose. You're here I for a greater purpose. I love that. I did not know why though. Like, and I still some days don't know why, um, but, and it's not necessarily rooted in a specific religion. Like it's just some kind of like inner, internal like faith 
an internal barometer of like, I know that there's just something bigger and I'm just a piece of whatever that thing is. And knowing that for some reason, like when you're having those really, really down moments, you just realize like, okay, what am I supposed to be learning in this moment? Like, why is this happening to me? And how can I use this to help other people? What am I supposed to be learning in this moment? I always think that there is something to be learned in any adversity and that I might even believe that if we don't take the time to learn the lessons, that perhaps we'll have to repeat the lessons. So I'm always like, yeah, I don't want to repeat this. What's the lesson? Let's learn it right now. <laughs> I fully agree. I actually, in my book, I there's a very clear cycle of not having paid attention before and it surfaced back up again. So now, like you said, like now it's like, okay, how do, how do I complete this so I don't get hit with a boulder next time? Like... <laughs> Like, what do we have to do to, to make sure that like, yes, universe, I'm listening. I get it. Like, hi, paying attention. I'm not going to do it again. Next. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So if somebody's out there watching or listening and they, you know, they're in a, in a hard place, a tough place, what would you, what words of wisdom would you have for them? I feel like just knowing that whatever you're going through now, there is some end to it. It might not be the end that is fast enough for you. It might, you know, might not come quick enough and it might not happen neatly tied in a bow, but whatever the real pain and hurt and problems that are being, you know, either inflicted on you or just around you, like there is an end to that. It's just a matter of, you know, trying to just, you know, wake up every day and keep on moving forward, even when it doesn't feel like you can, because eventually there is another side, like you, there is an other side to all of this. It just, you know, it might be a very bumpy, ugly road to get to that other side, but you know, there's, there's something on the other side for you. And there's something that you will have learned from this situation, even if you feel really pissy and miserable and unhappy that you're in this situation to begin with. I feel like that's amazing advice. That sounds so, so wonderful. And so, so true because I can think of in my life every time when things have seemed so bleak, guys, I'm still here. So there had to have been another side to it because here we are. We're still here. We've made it this far. So that's a testament in and of itself. I really appreciate you joining us here today. I'm wondering, do you have anything that's going on? Is there any way that people can connect with you? Any events or products or anything that you'd like to share with us today? Yeah, yeah, I've got plenty of information, so there's no shortage of that. So for anyone who's kind of a first-time author trying to navigate a publishing space that is very, very complicated and convoluted, um, I have a lot of materials and resources around that. So, you know, if you're kind of ready in that phase of your, you have your, you know, your writing is done and now you need to get it published, we have our Publisher Purpose Academy, which we're starting a new cohort in January. And then additionally, if you haven't started writing yet, but you're trying to figure out how to get started with your writing, we have a completely free program called Getting Started for Authors. And it's all of the nuts and bolts. And like, it's not necessarily writing craft, but it's just how do you plan time and organize yourself to make the time to get this writing done that is meaningful and important to you. And that's a free program um, that I'm always encouraging people to participate in. And what's your website? It is publishyourpurposepress.com and all of the links to all of the things are there. Awesome. That is great. 
It is such a pleasure talking to you, Jen. I want to say again, welcome to our Ladies Power Lunch community. Uh, I feel like you're going to be just a perfect fit for what we're all about because we believe that there is an opportunity every single day, every single time for us as women to intentionally, don't forget that word intentionally, support each other. And when we support each other, everybody wins. We all rise. And it's just a beautiful thing to witness. So mm -hmm. thanks for joining us today. Thanks for joining our movement. And I invite you to, of course, come back and talk to us again, because I feel like we've only scratched the surface <laughs> of all the stories that you have to tell. Everybody, thanks so much for joining us. It's been such a pleasure. And I'll see you all next time. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Find out more at our website, www.ladiespowerlunch.com. And find us on YouTube at youtube.ladiespowerlunch.com. This is a production of the LPL Podcast Network.